reading now from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Paul, we've talked about this before. Paul is wordy. As someone once put it, Paul is one of those writers who, why use one word when he can use three, right? There are times when you're reading Paul and Paul just seems to go on and on. Paul repeats his points again and again. You're thinking, Paul, you could have shortened this down and gotten all of Romans onto one page. I often find myself thinking that way. I'm reading Paul thinking, my goodness, yes, say it once. I can read it three times if I need to. You just need to say it once. But other times, other times, I think that Paul says so much. He uses so many words because even though we think he's using a lot of words, he is using those words in such a way that he is packing in even more meaning. In other words, When it seems to us like Paul is being wordy, often perhaps it's not so much that Paul is being wordy, but that we are missing out on some of his meaning. And so today I just want to go through with you and look at this passage from Romans verse by verse. There is so much here. It begins, therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. Peace with God. Who are you not at peace with? Who are you not reconciled with? It's too late to do anything about it now, but I will confess I am skipping a family reunion this year. A Taylor family, my mom's side of the family reunion, they have a big reunion every two years, which means that every two years it falls on a U.S. presidential election, which means that every other family reunion is a reunion that if I go to, I am afraid that I will end up never speaking to those family members again, okay? But it's one thing when families are divided, although that's That's dreadful enough. It's one thing when we are at odds with uh, longtime friends or companions. It's another thing when, when we are at odds with our spouses. And yet to not have peace with God. That's what Paul is telling us here, that we can have peace with God. And not just an absence of fighting or arguing, but rather we can have a relationship with God that is the way it is supposed to be, the way it was created to be. Where we were created to be in relationship with God, to receive God's love and love God in the same way. That's not the way it's worked out 
We're fallen. We're sinful. We're not the way we were created to be. And yet, since we are justified by faith, we can have that peace with God. Now, justified in Western Christianity, we tend to think of justified as being set right with God. We tend to think of it as our sins are forgiven. We see it in a mode of like a trial or like charges have been brought against us. And being justified means that our sins are forgiven. And that's true for Paul. Part of justification is having our sins forgiven. But for Paul, justification more than that is about who is part of God's family, who is part of God's people. God created Adam and Eve. God called Abraham. God called Israel to follow Abraham's example and to be God's covenant people. And they were justified. They were part of God's people and their descendants were part of God's people. But in Jesus Christ, we are justified by faith. We, not from, by biological descendants, but we are justified by faith. We are brought into God's family. We are brought into God's people, not on the basis of whether or not we follow the law given to Moses, but on the basis of faith. I almost slipped up there because I almost said, if we have faith in Christ. But Paul is doing more with that word faith than we normally realize. If you read the uh, Common English Bible as part of the 90-day Bible reading program, you would have read it like this, that we are justified through His faithfulness combined with our faith. In the New Testament, for Paul and in the Gospels, faith doesn't mean just believing in something. It means committing your life to something, setting your heart upon something, trusting in someone. That's what faith is. And for Paul, we have these places where we read in our English translation, we read that we are justified by faith in Christ. Okay? If you get the NRSV, our newer translation, sometimes it will say we are justified by the faith of Christ. That preposition makes a difference. Are we justified by the faith we have in Jesus or are we justified by the faith of Jesus? Because Jesus was faithful to God. Jesus was the one who upheld the covenant. Jesus was the one who lived in relationship to God the way we were created to live in relationship. And it's through Jesus' faithfulness that we are saved. It's also by our faith in Jesus that we are saved. For Paul, the handy thing is he's writing in Greek and the preposition isn't there. So by Paul, we're just saved, we're saved, faith, Jesus. And whether you put of in there or in in there depends upon the context, but always there's that underlying assumption that it is both. So the best way to understand salvation through faith is we are saved through Christ's faithfulness combined with our faith. Paul goes, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. By Jesus, we stand in grace, we have access to God, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And when Paul says sharing the glory of God, Paul is talking about the ultimate end of our salvation. The ultimate end of our salvation is not just being forgiven. 
It's not just going to heaven when we die. It's not even just being in relationship with God both here and now and in the future in the new creation. The ultimate end of our salvation is to share in the glory of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are bound together in love. They are bound so closely together that there is unity even in the midst of their diversity. We are called to share in that glory and likewise be bound to God and share in God's glory. We really don't have a very good fix on what salvation means because it's too hard for us to, under, to imagine that, much less understand it. And then Paul continues, and not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. How many of you were told whenever you complained about something growing up that you were building character? Were you told this? My parents never quoted the whole thing. They never said, suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. They just went straight from suffering to character, and that was all that mattered. You're building character. Dad, is cold out there, and my boots are wet with snow. You're building character. It's hot out there. I don't want to mow the lawn. You're building character. Dad, I would really like a new car. Drive the old one. It builds character. I... I had a lot of character built in me. But that is, that is somewhat what Paul is getting at here, that suffering leads to hope. Now, it's important to note that it's important, it's so important to know this, God does not will suffering for us. That is not God's will for us. When something bad happens, that's not something God wants to happen to us. When we suffer from a disease or a frailty or a sickness, that's not something God wants to happen. But nonetheless, God can take that bad situation, that situation that is the result of our sin and fallenness, and God can bring good out of it. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character character produces hope. And I thought about this, I thought about this with the seniors graduating because they have been under kind of the protection of their families. Now you don't think of it this way until you're a parent, but you know how it is when you try to protect your children? You try to keep the bad things from happening to them? And the younger they are, the easier it tends to be to do. You can, you can level things out. You can shield them from harm. But when we leave home, we leave, we leave the, the realm where our parents can look out for us, where our parents can protect us. When we graduate and we go off to school, we leave the congregation we grew up in, the congregation that knows that we are prone to concussions and looks out for us. <laughs> and there is suffering that will come. It's one of, the, one of the worst things I can think to have to say on a graduation day, but there is suffering that will come. There is heartache and heartbreak and, and even physical suffering that is to come. Shingles is coming eventually. Okay? 
It's coming whether we want it or not. Frailty, disease, illness are coming whether we want them or, or not. Hardship and distress and persecution are coming whether we want them or not. But Paul says that we can boast in our sufferings. We're not boasting of our sufferings. This is not a... This is not a ever seen two people, get, they get into a bragging match about who has the worst life? Oh, well, my life is hard. And the other person says, oh, you think that's bad? I can top that. And then the first person goes back, and pretty soon they're, just, they're, they're trying to figure out who has the worst life so they can brag about it, that they can boast about it. Paul's not saying we boast of our sufferings. He says, in the midst of our sufferings, we can boast in the glory of God, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Character matters. Because it has to do with us being in the glory of God. God has created a new heaven and a new earth. I told you I am avoiding a family reunion this summer because I do not want to get sucked into an argument about presidential politics. But you know what? I fully believe that that person, that God loves that person. I fully believe that I am going to spend eternity not only with God, but with them. And I fully hope that my character and that person's character can both develop enough that we can spend eternity together without turning it into hell, okay? Character matters because God intends more for us. If we are to be fit for heaven, we've got to build character. And Christian character produces hope and hope does not disappoint us. And it doesn't disappoint us because God can be relied upon us. And we can know that even now because God's love has been poured into us. The Holy Spirit is working through us. We know that the hope we have of the glory of God will not be disappointed because we can feel God working in us even now. My conclusion for the seniors is this. I would love to shield you from every hardship, every heartache, every uncertainty, every bit of suffering. Your parents would like to do those things, but we can't. They will come one way or another. You can't choose to accept them or not, but you can choose how you will respond to them. And I urge you to respond to them by building endurance, and character, and the hope that does not disappoint. Amen.